0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Rathpeakin' Rambler podcast with your host, the Rathpeakin' Rambler, serving up fresh Ramble Pie every Monday. Uh, apologize for that, but hopefully, now in the next few weeks, you know, I might do an old jingle, might get an old intro for the show. A um, few things have been popping around my mind, you know, very musically inclined individual like myself. And I think I found the absolute perfect. It'll you know get everyone involved. Everyone will love it. It'll really pump you up for the show. So I'm gonna sing the opening bars. Um, so it's gonna go like reviewing movies and talking about feelings. He's the Rathbeak and Rambler. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be the opening to every show. Um, I'm picturing, not picturing. I'm imagining. French horns in the background, uh, almost like a nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties sitcom opening. You know, it's like I'm back to back with, um, let's see, maybe John Stamos <laughs> from Full House, <laughs> and um, it's Full House. He's yeah, he's Full House. So I check that up, but I'm standing back to back with John Stamos, and we're you know, we're both looking at each other over our shoulder, and I'm like. You're a character, John. And he's looking at me, he's like, kid. if you, I'm a character, then what the hell are you? And then both our hair is like in our eyes, because it's really long and flowing. We both have mullets, but they're, they look good. There's a lot of kids running around us, there's a lot of women running around us, everyone has big hair, even the kids. And we're both shaking our heads, and just in the background you are like, reviewing movies and talking about feelings and it's just fantastic great artwork as well so you have that to look forward to um in the next few weeks it's not going to sound as bare as this um i'd like to start off this week by just saying thanks to everyone for you know tuning in i suppose is one way of putting it but for the clicks and the likes and the shares and put me on your stories and stuff you know i have some great friends out there i uh, just want to say thanks um i hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's staying safe. Um, I would also like to apologise, deeply apologise for my attack on Sam Worthington and his Australian accent, American accent last week. I'm not... Don't get it wrong, no. I'm not apologising to Sam Worthington. He's a professional. He should be doing a better job. Stick to one accent. I'm apologising to you, the listener, because it really it just... <laughs> It took over me. It took over my life for those four or five minutes that I spent on it on the podcast. So I just want to apologise to you. And finally, fuck you, Sam Worthington. Fuck you. I apologise for my unparliamentary language. Fuck you, Deputy Stagg. Fuck you. I apologise for my unparliamentary language. And just before we start the movie this week, uh, the movie review, and you know I might do some TV upcoming TV reviews at the end of the, or at the end of the um, episode. But I think I just want to say, following on from last week, some goals I have for the podcast is possibly to add in like an extra episode every month. You know I had great plans. I was like, I'm gonna do two two a week. Now I'm gonna do movie reviews and then like, you know, general shite talk and. Friday or talk about lifestyle, mental health and which is fine for now you know, while nothing's going on, everything else is closed, I'm working from home but when things go back to normal and, uh, you know you're going to the gym or you're going to not me, like if you're going to the gym <laughs> but if uh, you're, you know, you have other stuff and you have training on and Junior B, shout out uh, you know it's it it's harder to maintain that level of work. And especially me who I have a history of, you know, procrastination and eventually just leaving things go. You know, I don't wanna start off doing two two episodes a week and then go down to one and then get you know, get in my own head and be like, Well I'm already after stopping the to one episode. Why keep doing it? You know, I'm just gonna keep going with this, I think. Um and maybe, you know, once a month have a bonus episode like talking about Mental health or you know I think everyone has their own problems with their own mental- health, especially going on now I mean, you know we are stuck inside and probably gonna be stuck inside for another two weeks. I'm recording this on you know before the new new announcement you know it's a Thursday, possibly tomorrow, so we probably are inside for another two to three weeks, and that's gonna take soul on people, but you know we'll stick together. Maybe in the middle of May I'll release something about that. Um, let me know if you think it's a good idea, if you think it's not a good idea. Stop listening to this fucking podcast. Find someone else. Go into your own echo chamber. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. Please don't leave. I need every listener I can get. Um, but yeah, so that's um, kind of my thoughts this week. I hope everyone's having a good week. Um, I'm really serious about that jingle. I hope you all know. I think it's a possible Grammy winner. Um, you know, I don't give a fuck about the Irish Music Awards. Who does? Grammy's all the way, baby. Um, so this week, let's just go get straight into it. This week, I'm going to be talking about the movie Spencer Confidential. And afterwards, I'm going to talk a little bit about the first two episodes of Normal People. Okay, I called it Ordinary People last week on the podcast. I do apologize for that, but it is called Normal People. Um, It is actually out, you know, you can watch every episode on the BBC iPlayer um, or on Hulu if you're in America, um, if you want. The first two episodes were released on RTÉ. You know, I don't know if they're all on the RT player. I think RT are doing like a two-episode a week. You know, the way they always used to do that double bill. So they did a double bill on Monday evening, and they are going to do another double bill next Monday, as far as I'm aware. As I said last week, I read the book. I wasn't the biggest fan of the book, although it has stuck in my mind. So, like, obviously, the subject matter is real. So I think... You know, I did watch the first two episodes and we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. And I'll also talk a bit about what I wrote this week on the blog, like upcoming TV shows and upcoming movies. So, you know, we'll see if I can, I'll definitely get into the the half an hour or whatever. And then, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, So let's go straight into it. So Spencer Confidential. It has been out a long time. A lot of you could have seen this already, and I just I don't know if anybody else has this, but when something is promoted on Netflix, you know when Netflix have a new show coming out, especially like their originals and stuff they but- they literally bombard you with the trailer that you open the app and it's there on the top, and you watch the trailer. You skip down, you're like, My list, keep watching whatever and then the next one is like it's the same trailer again. You go down a few more, and it's like, oh, original Spencer Confidential, and it's another one there, and it's an irrational annoyance of mine that I just get like, you know what? No, I'm not watching your movie, and the worst thing is the trailer for Spencer Confidential looks good. It looks fun, and it is a fun movie. We'll get to that later, but the trailer looks good. Post Malone is in it for some reason. You see Post Malone you're like, that's that's the guy off the other TV. i go to watch him and see him in the music videos and on the Netflix. You know, (laughs) like that's, you know, you see it and you're like, okay, good. The cast looks good. You know, it's a Mark Wahlberg movie. It's, It's Mark Wahlberg's bread and butter. If he doesn't do a good action movie, you're like, Mark, take a walk, man. You know, come back next year with another generic, exact same movie. But, you know, that's the thing, it it looks very fun, it's just I waited so long to watch it because Netflix bombarded me so much with it. And that's not just Netflix, it's other things as well. It's new music, it's, sometimes it's even new, although movies are different, I do love going to the cinema, so I'll watch whatever's out. But yeah, so that was my my initial problem, was the advertising, (laughs) and why I waited so long to review it, but... The trailer looks, you know, it just looks enjoyable. It's um, as I said, it's Mark Wahlberg's bread and butter. So you you know you know it's going to be a good movie, um. You know the cast looks very good. You have Mark Wahlberg in there. I'll talk a bit about that later as well. But um, yeah, so the trailer looks fun. So let's get into it. And uh, let me tell you what I thought of Spencer Confidential. So the main, the basic storyline of this movie is Mark Wahlberg is a cop and he gets sent to jail for five years for assaulting his captain. It shows the story. He goes to the captain's house. It's like a winter day. It's all in black and white for some reason. I assume this is gonna be as soon as you see it's in black and white. You're like, okay, this is gonna be important for the in the at the end of the movie. Let me just tell you. So he gets sent to jail, anyways. And he's, you know, I think we can gather from the opening scene that he's sent to jail because he assaulted his captain because he found his police captain assaulting his wife. Um, and then he goes to jail, he's in jail, he gets released. The day, the night he gets released, he's at his old friend Henry's house. Henry is an old man who who takes him in, who brings him home, and he's there, and um, he stays the night there. That night, the police captain who he assaulted, who he got sent to prison for assaulting, is brutally murdered by a gang now it's clear that this police officer is a bit dirty like something is going on um he's brutally murdered by a gang and coincidence the police don't think so but there has been um <coughs> there has been one um name one one other cop who has been um Fingered <laughs> fingered for the for the crime. <laughs> oh my god, I apologize for the crime. Um and Mark Wahlberg's character Spencer. Spencer confidential, he's French. No, he's not. I apologize for that. That was terrible. <laughs> um he decides, you know what, this guy is innocent, I'm gonna clear his name, and the movie, you know, just happens from there and he goes and, you know, It's a pure Mark Wahlberg movie like that. Like, if The Rock was in this movie, you wouldn't bat an eyelid either. Kevin Hart, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. There's just, you know, there's more action in this than comedy, I suppose. But it is a very good movie um, for what it is, you know. We watched it, I think we watched it there Saturday night or Sunday night, and days blend into each other in this absolute hellish landscape that is the coronavirus lockdown. But, you know, it's... It's enjoyable. It's about an hour and 50 minutes, you know, and it's just one of those that, you know, you're not going, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it was good. And the cast is, is impressive actually as well. You know, the thing about action movies is they do have really good action movie actors. That phrase is a bit redundant, but... You know what I mean, like, you know, you see, there's a certain type of actor you see and you're like, oh man, this is going to be good. Like Mark Wahlberg, um, and also Winston Duke, you might know. So the main cast is Mark Wahlberg plays Spencer Confidential, a French uh, policeman who came to New York on the whim of a dream. And, you know, maybe I'll do a bad accent every week, that's Australian down, that's French down. But what do we do next week, guys? So you have Mark Wahlberg, who's the main character. Then you have Alan Arkin, is his friend Henry, who like owns a gym or something. It's a really weird relationship. They don't really go into it, but um, Alan Arkin brings him in, and he's like, you know, set up in Alan Arkin's house. Um, you know, Alan Arkin. He's modern audiences would probably know him as the grandfather in Little Miss Sunshine. Genuinely think I said Alan Arkin about 400 times there. Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, gotta love old, white actors. Then you have Winston Duke, who plays uh, this guy's name in the movie, is Hawk. Nobody questions it. Like, oh, that's Hawk. Hey, Hawk, what's going on? Hawk, you fighting today? Nobody says, like, what's your real name, man? What's the story behind Hawk? I want to hear the story behind Hawk. But Winston Duke plays him. He's like um, Mark Wahlberg or Spencer's roommate in uh, this uh, story. Winston Duke, you'd know him as the father in Us, the um, Jordan Peele horror last year. Fantastic movie. Definitely go see that if you want. He's also um, in Black Panther. He's... I, I. can't remember the name now, but he's, you know, um, T'Challa's rival. Um, You'd know him if you can't remember him right now, because he has so many rivals, you're thinking of Michael B. Jordan. He's the guy in Avengers Endgame who goes, I bambi. I bambi. And that isn't racist, because I'm just doing it from a movie, okay? Thanks, guys. And then There's um, Eliza Schleisinger is Mark Wahlberg or Spencer's um, ex-girlfriend. I haven't seen her much, but she's actually very good in this. She's the Boston accent just... That's, you know, it makes everything 10 times funnier. And she just comes out with the most random of lines. You know, a bit too much sometimes, but it is really funny. And then finally, um, the kind of good guy, bad guy, who is he, how dangerous is he? Bokeem Woodbine plays uh Driscoll, uh a friend slash foe of Spencer. Uh, you'd know him. He's uh the second shocker in Spider Man Homecoming. Not the first guy who gets zapped by um the vulture, Michael Keen Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um but he's the second guy. The guy who isn't who is e- who's nowhere near as good as the first guy, but he's more loyal to the vulture, so you know he gets props. Not for being a bad guy, but for loyalty. Um, so yeah, the, the plot is fine. The plot is like, you know, it gets madder as it goes on, as any good action movie will, and the cast is very good. So there's no real complaints on that. It, it, it is a very enjoyable movie. And you know, like last week, any criticisms I bring up, they're lighthearted, really. They're not real. The first of these points I'd like to make is about Mark Wahlberg. As I said earlier, this is his bread and butter. This is a Mark Wahlberg copyright (laughs) movie. It's just him, you know? But in saying that, he's the exact same character as he has been in every movie he's been in for the last 16 years. One of my first movies that I ever bought on DVD was Four Brothers. Mark Wahlberg was one of the four brothers. It was Mark Wahlberg, Andre Three Thousand, Tyrese Gibson, and I can't remember the last guy's name. No, but you know they were all adopted brothers, and it was a very good movie. And it was one of my favorite movies when I first bought it. Like I bought it like maybe two thousand seven, three years after it was released. But that was two thousand four, and Mark Wahlberg is still playing the same character, like a kind of a normal-looking guy who's from Boston, never changes his accent. And obviously, we know how strong and built Mark Wahlberg is, but in these movies, he doesn't look like that. He's always wearing, like, overcoats and hoodies and stuff. But he's taking on four or five guys in fights at once. He's taking down criminal enterprises. He's just the man. But he's the same guy in everyone, he's the same in Ted Ted too, he's the same in the other guys he's the same in even in the movie with Rose Byrne, their instant family he's the same character and that's not a criticism it works for him, we enjoy it too but don't come into this movie thinking like Mark Wahlberg's performance is going to be anyway convincing like whenever I watch a Mark uh, uh, a movie with Mark Wahlberg in the the lead cast I am not watching anyone. I'm just like, it's Mark Wahlberg. It's different then, I suppose. My next point was going to be about Post Malone and how Post Malone is almost too famous for this movie. Like, Post Malone and Mark Wahlberg are both extremely famous men. But Mark Wahlberg is like, he's like Jean Claude Van Damme or Sylvester Stallone now, or The Rock. You know, they're all like you see them in a movie, you're not really going in going like, you know what, I believe the Rock as the um, really intelligent not saying the Rock isn't intelligent because he is a very intelligent man, but The Rock isn't a rocket scientist or a security system developer for a chain of hotels that is gonna go on fire. Like it's you I'm not going and believing that Mark Wahlberg is an ex cop. I'm going and saying Mark Wahlberg's in this movie, it's gonna be a good action movie. Same as the Rocky movies, Rambo, same as Jean Claude Van Damme, back in the eighties and nineties, you know, uh, and Ars- Arnold Schwarzenegger for that matter, you know, he is the pre- he is the Terminator, but you're all like, say, oh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you know, so it's the same in this movie. Doesn't take away from it, but that's how it is. The others say that Paul Soriano is in this movie, and he's just almost too famous for it. You know what I mean? It's like you see him and you're like okay it's post malone he's i've seen i've seen his music videos i've seen him on you know tv and stuff but why is he in this movie he 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 pushes the story along at one point alright to be fair but i think that was like written to a contract or something it had to have been because he was not a fantastic actor um, so like you know it is enjoyable it's good an hour and 50 minutes and um, there is one other thing that was actually very funny <laughs> like um that kind of jarred when i was watching it so there's a scene towards the end where the corrupt cops are all gathering around or they're not all gathering around but the two of the crop cops are talking and one of them turns to the other and says what are we going to do about spencer spencer's after getting one up on him in the last few scenes of the movie and the other cop doesn't even answer me just turns around he starts giving this really weird analogy about cats and mice and he's like, you, know, you might say okay cats and mice like you know they're chasing him he's chasing them whatever but it's just so the way he delivered it he was like you know there was Somebody once told me a story about a, a feral tomcat came back and started terrorizing a group of barn mice. And the group of barn mice was saying, what are we going to do? Are we going to run away? And then he says, sometimes you just got to kill the cat. And I was like, just answer his question and say, oh, Spencer, yeah, we're going to have to deal with him. We're going we're, we're gonna to kill him. But in this analogy, Spencer's the cat. Like, give yourself props, man. Like. You are a group of corrupt cops that have control over the Trinidad gang in this movie. You have control over the drug trade. You have control over drug shipments coming into the into Massachusetts. You know, ye are the cat. Spencer has somehow... Spencer, an ex-cop, right? Who was just, you know, I'm not... He was a sergeant, right? But he's one man with Hawk. Nobody's questioned Hawk's name by this point either and his old friend Henry who's decrepit like Alan Arkin is decrepit in this movie he can't do anything like they are not the cat you are the cat but you're going into this final battle scene defeatist attitude you know come on give yourself props I'm not on your side I'm on Spencer's side but that was a weird little you know insight into the, the, the evil villain's mindset and his defeatist attitude and how he was never going to achieve his dreams. And that leads me on to my next topic, believing in yourself. <laughs> no, definitely not. But that's Spencer Confidential. As I said, Eliza, uh, what's her second name? Eliza Sleisinger, his ex-girlfriend, is extremely funny in this movie. Um, The movie is very good. The movie is enjoyable. You know, it's an hour and 50. It's It does what it says in the tin, like last week, you know, I've kind of picked similar movies now the last week, maybe next week, we'll go for a different genre, uh, try and go for like a thriller, like a more straight-out thriller, and uh, we'll see how it goes, but that was Spencer Confidential, it's on Netflix Ireland and UK, it's probably on other streaming sites, and you know what, there's an app called Showbox that anybody can download, go and download it, go stream it online if you want. One of the last things uh, I want to talk about is Normal People. I I called it Ordinary People on the podcast last week. I do apologize for that. Normal People um, premiered on RTE on Tuesday night for a double bill. I think all episodes are on the BBC iPlayer. All episodes are on Hulu in America. In Ireland, we're going to have to wait for another while, unless I'm not exactly sure if... The, all the episodes are on the RTE player, but it premiered. Um, all the reviews that I've seen have been overwhelmingly overwhelmingly good from a professional critic standard. I haven't seen one bad review. I haven't seen any Midland reviews. I've seen all very positive reviews. Uh, I listened to the podcast interview uh, An Irishman Abroad, Jar Regan with Paul Mescal, last week and it was very good he sounds like a very intelligent young man and you know I watched the first two episodes and he looks like good they all look like good actors I have seen more polarized reviews on normal Twitter normal Twitter being like my friends accounts and Irish Twitter and stuff like that I've seen I've no doubt that it's a great show, but I'm wondering is there maybe like a sense of it's Irish, okay, it's fantastic. You know, I watched, I didn't see all the first episode, I watched all the second episode, and to be fair now I got Kelly's permission, my good friend Kelly O'Connell, I got Kelly's permission to uh, read out one of her messages in the group chat. Her, not review, but kind of uh, take on what was going on in the show and this is a good byline Sally Rooney if you want to put this on on the front cover of your book next time um, they just go to school ignore each other and then go home and ride and that is the basis of the first two episodes now I know in the next episodes I'm not going to spoil, I know like they go to different places and stuff and you know whatever but that is basically what happens in, in this show I read the book when it came out wasn't in love with the book thought the writing I thought it was just a bit boring but people love the show and we're not talking about the book I thought the performances from Marianne who the girl who plays Marianne and the guy who plays Connell are both very good you know it's a quintessentially Irish movie and his performance of an Irish male repressing his emotions and not dealing with anything is very true to life. Like me, most of my friends, maybe not now, we've all grown up a bit, but especially at that age when you're 17, 16, 17, 18, you're not dealing with your emotions properly. And that comes across very well in the show. I will say it does deal with some very interesting topics, namely body shaming of girls from boys their own age in school didn't really happen in our school no but i mean obviously there was drama for in every school there was plenty of drama in my year in school as well but there was one scene where marianne goes to her locker and the boys are talking about deb's dates and one of them now this guy looks like a leery cunt like you know um so like you know you could tell he was going to say something mean and he's like oh marianne you'll go with me won't you and she turns around she says no And he's like, oh, do you think you're too good for me? And she says, yes. And in the back of your mind, you're like, go on, Marianne girl. Fuck him. Fucking leery-looking bastard. Then he turns around and says, flat-chested, ugly bitch. And you see the cut of this guy. He looks like, you know when you're driving through a village and you see three or four guys all in matching tracksuits? One of them has a bike. Three of them have their hoods up. One of them has a bottle of, like, Boost or something. It's always a battle of boost. He's like, looks like one of those guys. No offense to those guys, but he looks like you. And then Connell sits there and doesn't say anything, even though for the last two episodes they've been ignoring each other in school, going home, writing. So it kind of brings that up. I think you know from memory, if memory serves me correctly, Connell redeems himself at some point, but you know, it was tough to watch and it deals with that very well. But this is a show, you know, you've just heard what I said there, they go home and write all the time. Don't watch this with your parents. Do not, I repeat, do not watch this with your parents. Do you remember when you were younger? I don't know what age we are, like, you know, when you're like 12, 13, just hitting puberty, just getting interested and... You're watching, for some reason, it doesn't always happen, you're, you're every, every member of your family is in the room, you're watching a show, and something vaguely sexual comes on, like a, a kiss scene that goes on for like 30 seconds. Not even 30 seconds, 10 seconds. You get this weird feeling in the pit of your stomach, top of your legs, around your groin. Don't, don't make out that I'm weird for saying that, because that's where the feeling happens that's the feeling you're going to get all over your fucking body if you watch this with your parents. So if you're very close to your parents, take a day off, take a break from each other, watch it yourself, draw the blinds, <laughs> put on some <laughs> soothing music. Um But yeah, the first two episodes, it looks interesting enough. Um I'm looking forward to seeing how they do the rest of the book because the book was the book was fine wasn't my wasn't my favorite book, but the subject matter still sticks to me, and this is a year later so first two episodes I'd give a positive view I heard um on liveline there they were giving out about it, and that's just Ireland for you that's the the church state that 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 we've been brought up in that people still can't separate art from reality that we're watching these people on tv having sex and it's polluting the mind of the children that might be watching it first of all your child shouldn't be watching this fucking show and if you can handle it you shouldn't be watching it but that's normal people hopefully no i'm looking forward to um looking forward to next week's or tomorrow or tuesday nights episodes and seeing how they do that and the la- very last thing i want to talk about mm-hmm the um the blog this past week has been very movie heavy uh which is fine by me because that's what i want the podcast to be about but i talked about i did the man on the ledge review talked about that last week dr foster talked about that um happy valley talked a bit about that uh, i i wrote a bit about that i won't say a word about that because i did spoil dr foster last week And I'm not going to spoil anything to do with Happy Valley. Just want you to know that Sarah Lancashire, as Catherine Kaywood, is one of the best leads in any show I've seen in a long, long time. And that was Tuesday. On Wednesday, I talked about some upcoming TV shows that are going to be released next month. Or this month, I suppose. This podcast is coming out on Monday the 4th. So... Anna Kendrick has a show coming out called Love Life. And the only thing I will say about this, as a big Anna Kendrick fan, is that this show looks like, much like, much like actually, Mark Wahlberg, given out about him being the same character, Anna Kendrick plays the same character in every sh- every film she's been in, including Trolls. So, <laughs> um, so she is, basically this show is about a 30-something woman in New York who is looking for love and not being that successful. Bracket. Every Anna Kendrick movie of the last 10 years. Close bracket. Nothing wrong with that either, but I don't know what'll work as a TV show. And the other TV show I talked about was The Great, about Catherine the Catherine the Great and her uh, husband Peter the Tsar of Russia. And that's starring Nicholas Hoult and Elle Fanning. And that looks really good. It looks really interesting, re- like bizarre, quirky, but it looks like a good watch. The only problem with those shows is Anna Kendrick show is coming out on HBO Max and also Stan, an Australian streaming service, while The Great is coming out on Hulu. So they're both on different countries' streaming services. And as I said earlier, you didn't get the suggestion from me, but Showbox, any pirating site, you'll find them. Okay, and then there's a few movies. Um, I'm going to talk. I'm going to write about some upcoming movies. Um, in you know over the next couple of months, because who knows when cinemas are properly going to be able to open back up, you know. But uh, one of them that I was looking at trailers this week on YouTube, one of them is Capone with Tom Hardy, and I must say the movie looks great. It looks like fantastic movie and Tom Hardy really does just become his characters and you do believe who he is and I must say I have the absolute I just have so much admiration for Tom Hardy because he is such a good looking man universally sexy like if Tom Hardy asked me to kiss him I'd probably give him a kiss I probably would Um, you know He's just—he's just that people. We kiss the cheek, maybe, but he plays some ugly fucking characters, some really really ugly characters like Alfie Solomon in Peaky Blinders, Ogo, <laughs> Capone, Fugly. <laughs> but he is, you know, fair play to him. Um, and then the other. Movie that I was looking at. There's, there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of trailers. Movies haven't been able to come out. A lot of movies that we can talk about, but one of them is called Arkansas, and it's starring uh, Liam Hemsworth, not Thor, <laughs> Clark Duke, who's been like one of the side characters in every movie ever made. Vince Vaughn, who's kind of having something of a renaissance of himself like more serious roles but laced with kind of dark comedy and John Malkovich is also in it. So that looks like a good movie, it's just like a heist movie robbery movie. You know, all the trailers are on my page, on my on my link, you know, if you wanna if you're on Podbean you can click the link of my blog. If you're on Spotify just go search the Epic and Rambler on Google, WordPress will come up. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, hopefully going to be on Apple Podcasts soon, and we're going to be doing this every week. Um, So that's it for me this week, guys. just want to say thanks to you for listening. Thanks for the great support last week, and hopefully I can keep this going. Um, Let's just play out to the jingle. Reviewing movies and talking about feelings I'm the Rath Peek and Rambler With John Stamos